T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I think we're going to continue to look in every possible way to get our organization going in the right direction. Whether I get asked questions specifically on Jack or on someone else, I'm going to give you the same answer in terms of we're going to be open to everything, but we need to step forward. And if we're going to do something with the player, it has to be of value to our organization going forward. And if it's for in our minds perceive that it's there's the value isn't there on any player then we wouldn't do that so that's how we're approaching that's sabers general manager kevin adams the sabers on the clock or will the just on the clock two picks uh out of the last three josh bloom a left winger and then their last pick at 97 oliver nadu Nate, 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 Nadu, Nadal, Nadeau, Nadeau, Nadeau. They are Olivier Nadeau. They are stocking Brayton on the wing. Stocking the just the forward cupboards. Like they are stocking the forward. Listen, this is an organization we knew that in the depth department up front. They just did. This team didn't have it. Um, so they get the goalie in a trade. They they're stocking pick after pick the forward cupboard. And now joining us on the Western Hotline is Joe Yard and Joe. Um, they are not leaving any stone unturned and on trying to add to this forward group within the organization pipeline. And, uh, you know, we'll see what ends up coming of it. But it's in at least it's good to see that that Kevin Adams has the same level of maybe desperation to to pack this organization with quality forwards and, and, and goaltenders. And I, who's to say they're done? Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, and I, I think it's it's important that he's going for skill players, too, not just. You know, I mean, he could be packing it with wingers, but they could all be, you know, heavy power forward types. But these seem to be speedy skill guys, which, hey, both are desperate needs, you know, at at every level of this organization. So those are these are good ideas. And, you know, I mean, Bottrell's drafts in the past were very defense heavy. Um, So, I mean, you know, with with very much a lot of neglect paid towards forwards. Um, So this is a this is a, a pleasant turnaround, all things considered, because. It, it's, I mean, it's it's been stark at forward. Just in the last couple of years at Rochester, it's been very thin. 
Joe, talk to me a little bit. I you know I saw your tweet, and I I do I do agree with you um, about this Sam Reinhardt situation. I, do are, do you think that maybe just based on the how about this? The question should be: Do you believe that the Rasmus Ristolainen return is going to skew the thoughts of every trade from here on out for the rest of time? Uh, probably. <laughs> it's it, it set an unre- unreasonable bar, I believe, um, because I mean that's it was an incredible pull. I mean, let's face it, you know, you get that kind of return on Ristolainen, who every stat advanced and otherwise tells you he hasn't had a great run. Uh, but that's the amazing thing of the hope of, of, of new scenery and being a very big, strong you know, defenseman uh, goes. I mean, and especially for the team like Philly. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, Philly was a team I had picked out a while ago to say because every time I've spoken with Philly people, they said, "Yeah, what's up with Ristolainen? Do you think they'd trade him?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think they would." And this this goes back two or three years ago. Forgive the fire sirens. It's not. I don't think the Jack trades happened yet. So I don't think this. <laughs> I don't think it has to do with that. But, um, but it's but but yeah. I mean, you get a first and a second for for Ristolainen when I think everybody was kind of thinking like they'll be lucky to get a third or a fourth for him. It's it's an unbelievable turn of events, and I you know I know the the Reinhardt return is getting some grief and i understand because reinhardt is the better player but i think it just it shows where the line's been kind of drawn with guys who are rfa this this year and they need to get a contract signed still yeah and i wonder too even if you even look past the rfa status for sam reinhardt do you believe that in general when you're looking across the league at some of the other forward trades that have happened that just generally speaking there seems to be a better uh, larger value placed on acquiring defensemen and guys on the blue line rather than forwards right now i mean you look at the oliver ekman larson trade you know obviously the ristolainen trade used to, the seth jones trade it just seems like it seems like teams are overpaying for defensemen and are grossly underpaying for, for forward movement. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a very particular year to, uh, to have such you know, glitzy names uh, you know, available on defense. I mean, you know, Seth Jones' deal was you know, he's got a year left on his contract. He wasn't going to stay in Columbus. Columbus had to send him somewhere, and, and Jones basically told Columbus, you know, hey, listen, if I'm going to sign long-term someplace, it's Dallas or Chicago. So, you know trade me wherever but like the, you know <laughs> let those teams know where i want to stay and you know they chicago stepped up and you know whether chicago was aware of that situation maybe that tells you you know how that how that plays out and that, you know the ekman larson deal i mean I, I think that that was kind of the price of, of getting connor garland yeah uh sure. out of that and you know i mean arizona willing to take on bad contracts just because but um, you know, they're, they're very eager to get to the floor. But, I mean, you know, to do that, you have to tell them, like, well, hey, if you're getting Garland, you got to take Ekman Larson, too. And like, you know, we know that they've been sniffing around at him for the last couple of years. So that, that seemed like overdue trades, kind of like kind of like how a Ristolainen trade goes down, where it seems like it's been overdue for a year or two. But, um, but, the, but the cost, I mean, you'd think the cost would be lower considering all the guys available out there. But there's – but each situation has its own – flaws to it you know with Ristolainen it's like is is what he's shown in Buffalo the real thing or can he be turned around elsewhere you know with Ekman Larson he's 30 now like what is you know what does he have left uh in Jones you look at what his performance has been the last couple years and go oh Jesus he already peaked you know that that's that's where you're kind of at with all these guys you know I wonder too Joe do you think that like Jim Benning and Chuck Fletcher like they they got into a room and they were like 
which let's put money down on who's going to overpay more for an overrated defenseman and then it just became a total wash where neither of them made money because they both just equally overpaid well I, I would say Fletcher probably overpaid more and listen there is a history here with Fletcher and overpaying for Sabres players I don't know what it is but in particular I look at what they're building in Philadelphia the Ryan Ellis trade makes a lot of sense to me this one doesn't as much particularly when you've already you know made that trade this is a player with one additional year left on his contract and you know there's no guarantee you get to re-sign him I just I don't know I'm I'm looking at those general managers and I'm saying this fits the bill but also I'm also still left at least head scratching a little bit right yeah it's it's definitely confusing and I mean I think this is the first time if I'm I'm correct here it's the first time Chuck Fletcher's done a deal with the Sabres since Tim Murray's Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's. Uh, He's just it's, been it's, champing. He just he has wanted to overpay for years now for something, and he finally got the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen. Sometimes you fall back on old habits, and these things can happen. But, um, but I, I don't know. I look at the way the Flyers' defense sets up, and I think I can kind of see where their mind is at. It just doesn't compute. And you know, listen. If you if you feel like you're you have to get that guy. And you think there's a market out there for him, and you know I have to assume that there are other teams sniffing around. I know, I, I believe Carolina was one of the ones that were checking in on, on Ristolina because they they want every other Finnish player too. But um, but that was you know if if you, if you feel there's a competition there, sometimes you feel like you got to step up. Thing is, you don't know what that competition is offering and, and what's going on. So you know in, in that case, it's good on Adams to kind of keep his cards close to the vest and say, well, you know, hey, listen, we might have to. We have to see what else is going on around there. You know what else is going on out there, and you know suddenly it's like okay, fine, a first and a second. Okay, I guess we'll go. I guess we'll go with that. I guess that sounds fine. Devin Levi or Levy. I don't know how how, how should I say his name, Joe. Uh, I think it's Levy. I think I I didn't. I'll tell you right now. I didn't see too much of the World Juniors uh, this past year, so. Uh, if we're not enough to be able to hear someone professional uh, say it out loud, right? Right, and you know, I, I know that people are going to see he's a seventh round pick and say, "Geez, what a letdown!" You know, a seventh round, you know, a guy who's taken in the seventh round and a conditional first for for Reinhardt. This seems bad, but uh, Levy, I'll, I'll stick with Levy. Let's, let's, yeah, we'll stick with, with Levy. I, I like that. Wrong, but I'll stick with it. Um, but he was outstanding. For Canada, I mean, I, I I know goaltending in Canada has been a little bit lacking the past few years. Um, just in you know, as far as like getting big names and whatnot. Let's say Levy was not considered a big name uh, when when Canada's tournament started up last year because I, you know Canada was kind of I mean they're always the favorites, but it was just kind of like eh, I could see them losing to you know X Y and Z, and he played his face off. He was just incredible, and you know he helps them win so. That's encouraging. The thing is, everybody's got to pump their brakes because he's going to go to Northeastern, and he's going to play for two, maybe three years there, and then you know, then it's time to, to bring him along. And I mean, hey, if he develops into something where he's going to start pushing guys, great. But this team, you know, the Sabers needed goalies. They need goalies throughout their pipeline. I mean, to me, you have to draft one at least, if not every year, then once every other year, uh, just to kind of keep the machine going. Um, and they're kind of on that pattern right now. You got Lucan in, you got Portillo, uh, who's going to be, you know, geez, he, I mean, he might, he might sign out of college this year. If, you know, all things go well at Michigan, but, 
but you're looking at you know kind of keeping the machine moving along with that. That's that's good because last year they had no depth at goaltender. So this is this is works out. The problem is now they don't have any goalies at the NHL level. Joe, I'm glad you brought that up because that was where I was going to go with my question. Is sure it's good to have you know prospects in the pipeline for future needs down the road, but. You look at the roster this year, all that's left for goalies is Tokarski and Lukanen, right? Like, what do you think the move is there to get some goalie talent for this year, at least in the short term? I, I think in the short term, you have to, you have to like, maybe, you probably have to sift through free agency a little bit uh, to, to certainly find somebody depth-wise. And, I mean, uh, you know, if they can re-sign Allmark, that solves some problems. Uh, but say you, say you re-sign Allmark and you keep him, you know, how long is that contract going to go for? You know, what, what's the deal going to be? Um, and, and then I think you have to sign two other NHL experienced goalies uh, because we've seen Olmark deal with injury problems, you know, in the, in the last few years. And we've seen them run into other injury problems and other issues. I mean, certainly everything with Carter Hutton was, was very weird the last couple of years. But, uh, but you, I think you need two other NHL experienced guys uh, to go along with that. So, I mean, if you got Tokarski and Lukanen in, in Rochester – Throw another NHL goalie into the mix and see how it works out. I know you're gonna, you know, people are gonna say, "Well, geez, you can't block up Lukanen." They're not gonna, <laughs> they're they're not gonna do that because he's he needs his games at the AHL level. Um, but I think you need to have that kind of competition going in there, and you need to have it ready to go because I, 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 you cannot run into the same problems you've had here for the last few years. Um, Joe, kind of last couple of things here, and and as it pertains to Jack Eichel. Um, you know, obviously that's been the the trade that everyone's sort of been waiting on. You get Ristolainen out the door. You get Sam Reinhardt out the door. You know, how long do you think this this stays status quo? Because it feels like there is a level of impatience happening within the fan base. I look at Kevin Adams and I listen to Kevin Adams, particularly yesterday. It sounds like he's done, A. B, it also sounds like he's not going to be rushed to make this move. Yeah, uh, in my mind, and, you know, I got proven very wrong in this. I thought he was going to be out the door before the draft even started yesterday. Uh, I figured that was going to be the one that would kick it off and then everybody would, would slide after that. Then risk the line, it happens in the afternoon. I'm like, okay, well, that, that's, that was a little unexpected. But um, I, I think in this case, though, I, we're working with a timeline that we don't know. Uh, obviously, sooner is, is probably preferable for everybody. Uh, but I think this skews how you're going to, to, to do the return. Because I think you could piece together returns easily before the draft yesterday, I mean, concerning picks and, and whatnot. But if you're shifting all those picks to 2022, and, you know, they have a perceived lower value because they don't know where they're going to land um, team to team. So, uh, but, I mean, if you're, if you're accumulating 2022 number one picks, that's a good thing because the draft is a little bit deeper with, with better talent. And, you know, right now they're looking at two picks, you know, with Florida's pick in there. And that's great. <laughs> like, that's, that's a good thing. Now, Florida's going to be really good next year, so it'll be a lower pick. But that's fine. As long as you got it, that's another dart in the top 30, top 60. So, um, so to me, you're looking – I think right now you're, you're asking, the, you know, whoever's in the race right now, you're saying, like, all right, well, you're giving us your 2022 first, like, without a doubt. And at that point, you, you might be throwing darts further down the road. Say, give us 22 and 23 your firsts. Like, that's, that's now the price. And, you know, give us your top prospect and, you know, whatever big money uh, player you need to exchange to make the salary structure work. So uh, th- I think that shifts all the, the conversations. Now, I, th- I still think the same teams are involved. 
the, the same teams that want them, but I, I, the, the conversations change now. Joe Yerden here on the Wester Hotline. Joe, um, I look at this Florida team and, and for this trade. I, I like the Reinhardt trade for them a lot. I'm wondering, I, I'm wondering whether or not Sabres fans have a higher overall thought of who Sam Reinhardt is as a player than maybe the rest of the league. And, and obviously, I, I still think there's still a level of, of him being underrated or underappreciated here in Buffalo, but I do think that there are a lot of people that think very highly of him, particularly as an offensive player. Do you see him in Florida as a center or a winger? And does that, if you were a betting man, would you bet that this is something that maybe helps them get over the top to become a legitimate Super, uh, it's not Super Bowl, of course, Stanley Cup contender? Uh, I, I see it making them a much better team, and if he's if he does play center there, he's their number two center uh, because he'll be behind Barkov. I mean, Barkov's their number one with a bullet, um, and that you know that to me. And if he's not playing wing, then he or if he's not playing center, then he's playing wing on the first or second line. And at that point, you're looking at a very, very loaded top six. You know, with Huberdeau, with Barkov, uh, with um, with Reinhardt. You know, you you start throwing these guys together. And you're like, okay, this team's this team's got a lot more going with it, you know. I mean, you know, they got Sam Bennett uh, last year from Calgary for basically nothing, and then he turned into a point amassing monster. Like the guy, he looked like the guy that Calgary thought they were going to be getting in the draft, and instead, uh, he, he they used him as a fourth liner, and then he goes to Florida and he started scoring a bunch of. So, you know, th- certain things just seem to happen in magic ways down in Florida, which is very odd because they, you know, they've got as long a, uh, they haven't won a first round. Play, they haven't won a playoff series since they were in the since they made the Cup Finals in '96, which is a, a staggering run. But um, but I you know moving Reinhardt to a divisional team on the Sabres part is really curious. Yeah, and I, I do wonder if the return is a little muted uh, because there's not a they they may not have an extension worked out, and maybe Sam told like, hey man, listen, I'm just interested in one year. I want to go to free agency the next. But I mean. I don't think you have that conversation immediately right away, but you're going to have that conversation quickly uh, with, you know, with the Florida brass. So, uh, but as far as what Sabres fans think of him, I, I think the take is very spot on. He's been a 60 point a year player uh, basically the last three or four years. He scored at like a 35, 40 goal pace last year while playing center and without Jack. So to me, that these are all marks of a guy who can really produce and can really play well. And, you know, for all the knocks that he's gotten, you know, he's, you know, they, people say soft, he's this, that, the other thing. He's really good defensively. He's very strong defensively, and he's very good around the net. And, he's, you know, he showed last year he can play center very well. So, to me, this is a guy who's kind of rounded out now. He's a, he's a, he's a very good player. All right, last thing for you, Joe. Give me your overall thoughts on Friday. Uh, or I'm sorry, on Thursday, right? Was that the expansion draft? Whatever. The, earlier in the Wednesday. week. Wednesday. I knew it was Wednesday. a day. It was a day. It ended <laughs> in day. Um, I left. I didn't watch the whole expansion draft, particularly after the first couple picks. I just I felt like I walked away really unimpressed by Seattle with all the resources made available to expansion teams, particularly after Las Vegas. For them to basically make no backdoor deals, for them to basically leave a ton of guys they could have really turned around and made some head- headway with, or I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just looking at Terrence Sinkle for this, but like for them to really just go the most boring route 
I thought it was a disappointment, and and especially in a year where you're on ESPN, this is nationally broadcast, a new network, new everything, and you just basically do the most boring thing possible through every pick, all 31 teams. It was just it was disappointing for me. Yeah, I, I mean, as far as like a spectacle, it was not. It did not live up to the hype. Uh, but I, I, I get an idea of what Ron Francis is trying to do with that group, and it seems like he's putting together a very It'll be a quiet team, and I wonder. I do wonder how they're going to score goals, but I think it's going to be a team that's going to play extremely hard. They're going to be those that classic hard to play against team, and you know there there are certainly some you know on paper some big flaws with that team. Yeah, and you could have solved it. You get a Tarasenko, you know, take a swing at Carey Price, do whatever, um, and you know maybe maybe work out a deal with Gabriel Landeskog and, and take him. Like I mean, the options were plentiful, and they took none of them, and they they did not spend a ton of money either, which is fascinating on its own but uh i you know i mean it, it lacked pizzazz but like you compare the cities of seattle and, and las vegas like, las vegas look at all the competition competition for entertainment you have in vegas if they stunk out of the, out of the gates it's not good i mean it's not good in vegas i mean in seattle i mean they've shown that they are intensely loyal i mean you look at the seattle sounders for you know in the mls i mean they, they're drawing forty thousand a game to mls like that's wild yeah uh so i mean you know, I think I think people are going to take to this hockey team like crazy up there because it's it's a very good hockey market, I believe. Uh, you know, the, the the WHL has been very successful in the Northwest, and to have finally an NHL team up there since you know first time since 1914, I think, uh, is pretty wild. So that's all that said. Yeah, it's it, it, you're not saying like, wow, the Kraken are coming to town. I got to I got to see Chris Dreger in that. Like, you're not saying any of that. <laughs> My thoughts exactly. Joe, thank you so much, my friend. Enjoy the rest of the draft today, and uh, let's get a beer soon. Yes, that sounds like a great idea. It does, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. All right, buddy. Thanks again. Appreciate you. Enjoy your weekend. Hey, thanks, Nate. You too. Awesome. Joe Yurden on the Western Hotline. Going to take a timeout, close things off next segment here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.